Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And your co-host, Allie. And we have a returning special guest. Welcome, Leslie. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy we finally have a guest this year. We're amping back up with our podcasting. We've been so busy and doing lots of other things. We're excited to kick off a new episode here with Leslie Allen. A perfect guest. That's right. Thank you. (laughs) So Leslie is with an organization, Tunnel to Towers, and some of you loyal listeners might have heard our episodes before. Mm -hmm. Leslie's a dear friend, and um, I think it's just a really, really cool organization. So I'm going to let Leslie tell the story of the Tunnel to Towers. Yeah, for our new listeners, would you mind introducing yourself and what your position is and everything? Okay. Hi, um, I'm Leslie Allen. I'm actually a nurse practitioner, which is how I am connected to Matt here and how I involved him in this <laughs> endeavor I'm on. Um, I work for uh, OrthoSensi. It's an orthopedic group here locally. And I am also the volunteer race director for the Northern Kentucky Tunnel to Towers 5K. Um, Tunnel to Towers is a 9-11 related charity. It was started by the family of Stephen Siller. Stephen was an FDNY firefighter who was off duty on 9-11. Um, he was actually going to golf with his brothers that day. He had three brothers, so the perfect foursome. They were just waiting on him to get home. It was a gorgeous day, had it all planned out. Um, on his way home from the firehouse, he heard on his scanner that a plane had hit the trade center. So he called his wife and said, Sally, let my brothers know. I'll catch up with them later. I'm going back to work. Wow. Yeah. So he turned around, went back to the firehouse. Uh, his firehouse was in Brooklyn. It was empty, of course, so he grabbed his gear and headed towards Manhattan. Uh, Those of us who were around and remember 9-11, you know how everybody was evacuating the city, and they weren't letting anybody in. He made it to the Brooklyn Tunnel, and it was shut down. So he parked his truck at the opening of the Brooklyn Tunnel, put on about 60 pounds of gear, and started his journey on foot through the Brooklyn Tunnel to the Twin Towers. Uh, For anybody who has not been through the Brooklyn Tunnel. Mm -hmm. You know, I think about our Lytle Tunnel here in Cincinnati, and it's, you know, you blink and you're through it. Right, The Brooklyn Tunnel is almost two miles long. Wow. I think it's about 1.7, 1.8 miles, so it's a long way. Yeah. And uh, he made it to the Twin Towers, and they believe he was in the South Tower when it collapsed. Mm. That's where his, uh, his crew was, so... Um, unfortunately, Stephen and 342 other firefighters, along with almost 3,000 people in total, uh, didn't survive the events of that day. Um, the Siller family, though, didn't want Stephen to be remembered for just the horrible events of that day. They wanted to show that good could overcome evil, and they started the Tunnel to Towers Foundation in honor of his journey. Um, the foundation started with a simple mission, yeah. let us do good. Yeah. Um, I don't think 22 years ago they had any idea how much good they would do. Yeah. Um, because here we are, you know, still talking about yep. Stephen, still exactly. sharing his story and making sure that the lives that were sacrificed that day are never forgotten. Um, so the foundation has developed into 
uh, a pretty amazing charity that does a lot of work for first responders mm-hmm. and our military veterans. Um, they have 5Ks across the country yeah. that support and educate people and make sure that um, these first responders are not forgotten. And that's that's why I'm here today, because I organize the local 5K. Uh, but what the money goes to is even more phenomenal. Um, the foundation has developed a line of duty, a, a series of line of duty programs, really. Um, they started out several years ago building smart homes for catastrophically injured service members. Mm-hmm. So these are homes that are custom built, specially adapted with technology to allow these veterans to live independently. Um, you know, these men and women are surviving injuries that really in previous wars were not survivable. Yeah. So for sure. Yeah. So they are allowing them to have some independence. Um, and from there they have gone on to provide mortgage free homes for um, fallen first responders families. Wow. So these are, you know, Husbands and wives of firefighters and police officers who are killed in the line of duty and who leave behind small children. Um, It's important to note that all of their programs focus not so much the smart homes, but the other programs focus on families with small children because Stephen had five children of his own. And Stephen was an orphan before he was 10. Both of his parents had died and he was raised by his older siblings. So it was something that was important to him. And therefore it has remained a foundation of this organization. Well, and I know it's got to be near and dear to your heart being the spouse of a firefighter, right? And police officer. Yes. He's done both (laughs) through the course of years. Hi, Bill. Hi, Bill. Bill. (laughs) Um, Yes. So definitely, you know, on 9-11, we were newly married. We were in our first year of marriage. Yeah. We had just found out we were expecting our first child. Um, we were never awake in the mornings. Like, we worked sure. nights. He yeah. was a police officer working third shift. I was a nurse. I worked nights. Yeah. Um, we were only up that morning because we had an OB appointment, mm. our very first oh, one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so wow. we were up getting ready to go to the doctor's office to, you know, hopefully hear the baby's heartbeat for the first time and what you know it wasn't just a normal day for me it was a very exciting day it wasn't my normal routine sure and it turned to such horrible tragedy and I'll never forget as we're in the car listening to it after we finally tore ourselves away from the tv to go to the appointment and we heard that the first tower collapsed Mm -hmm. and Bill looked at me and said how many firefighters just died Yeah, that oh. was that was his initial That's reaction. That's what his mind was. Yeah. yeah, he knew they would be right there. Yeah, well, I think it's just so cool. I mean, you mentioned the event coming up on September sixteenth. I've been there for every one of them. You have, and it's really neat to me the living memorial that this is to those that perished and those that sacrificed on nine eleven because we do a lot of events, as mm-hmm. our listeners know and you guys know, and and they all have special places, but. None more special than this, just the emotion. Yeah. Uh, that's I would at say the event. it's more than the race, it's the display yeah. that you guys have that comes with it. Not only are there first responders there in their gear, um, you guys with the, you know, beginning statements and the songs and photos along yep, the way. Photos along I the know way. often you've had an FDNY firefighter come or yep. a policeman come and speak and 
Um, People come from all over just to go to these events. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would encourage you if, if, if on September 16th you can come and, you know, if, if you're going to do the event, that's fantastic. If you're not able to do the event, just come and watch. Bring mm-hmm. your kids. Let them see it. Right. Let and them see the environment. I it's, think it's important, really I think, important. to note that you don't have to have any um, like handprint in the affiliation with it. You can just be, you know, like schools are getting involved. Children mm-hmm. are involved. Sports teams. And that's so much of why we did this. You know, yeah. Bill and I have made it a point to make sure our children know about 9-11. Right. But sure. they aren't always getting a lot of education outside of what comes from our home. Yeah. And we wanted to make sure other kids know about it. So that is something we strive to do is get school groups involved. We yeah. have cheerleaders that are there every year. Mm-hmm. We have a soccer team that's looking to volunteer this year. We have a, a school chorus that always sings our anthem for us. So yeah. uh, the Young Marines phenomenal local group that um, always presents the color so we're always looking to bring young people in because you know for us I think part of the reason this is such a touching event is it's history that we lived right it's history that affected all of us yeah, none of us will ever forget and where it, we were absolutely right. it, yeah. you know it has changed our daily lives we, mm-hmm. we don't really think about it that way so much anymore because the routines have have become sure. so natural but it changed the way we do so many things and if we don't teach our children about this, you know, after 9-11, everybody was walking around saying never forget. Yep. Right. But if we're not teaching the next generation about it, guess what? They'll forget. We'll forget. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because I know one of the missions of the organization is some curriculum that they have, right? Yes. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So this is a new thing. It's exciting. It was um, introduced right around 9-11 last year. So it was actually after I was here to talk mm-hmm. to you. Um, but they launched the t to t Institute. Um, This is an online program. It has curriculum for K through 12, all age appropriate, to help teachers, educators, parents teach their children about 9-11 in an age appropriate way. It is all free of charge. Um, It it contains a lot of interviews, footage from, you know, newsreels from that day, interviews with first responders who were there Mm -hmm. either on 9-11 or during the recovery and cleanup efforts. So it's, you know, living history. Um, There aren't a lot of great resources out there that talk about this. You know, we're sort of in that in between where it's history, but it's not, yeah, yeah, it's not necessarily written history. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a great resource that's available to anybody. Yeah. That's really, really cool. And I know um, one exciting thing, you know, I know the do good mantra is always moving in new directions. And you were telling us a little bit about their newest um, mission and combating veteran homelessness. Yes. So, you know, they, they help the injured veterans. They also, you know, in addition, we talked about the first responder homes. They also pay off mortgages for gold star families, which if you don't, if you aren't aware, gold star family is a military family who's lost someone in the line of duty. Mm -hmm. And last year they announced that they were going to make an effort to eradicate veteran homelessness. Um, You know, they really feel like no veteran who signed up to fight for our country should be living on its streets. Right. It's amazing. Um, I think that's a fantastic mission. It is. And it's overwhelming to think about. Yeah. But in 2022 alone, they provided 500 housing units to f- homeless veterans. And by the end of 2023, another 1,500 housing units will have wow. been provided. Um, and this, these aren't just housing units because giving them a place to live isn't all that's involved so they are you know in the 
cities where they've launched this, they're partnering with local community resources that are experienced with these issues to provide, um, you know, counseling, to provide career counseling, job training, all the things that get at the root cause of the veteran or, or of the homelessness to help these veterans get back on their feet. I think it's phenomenal. I mean, you know, to think of the sacrifice and the courage that Stephen showed that day and his family, given the loss that they experienced, just rolled that right into even more courage to continue to broach these new frontiers of just awesomeness and doing good. It's really, really cool. It's exciting to see more and more people coming out, people you know, hearing about Tunnel to Towers. It's it's not just something that I'm telling people about anymore. Sure. They hear about it. They've seen the commercials. They know about the work that we're doing. Um, you know, I, I love putting on this 5K. I love getting people involved locally. Um, like you said, you don't have to run or yeah. walk. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely not a race. It is it is an event. It is it a is memorial. Sure. Yeah. It is meant to educate, to make sure we never forget and, um, you know, come out and bring your kids and stand along the route. Yeah. Right? Cheer you know, people cheer on. people mm-hmm. on. I, and I think one Im- impactful thing are the pictures of the fallen first responders right. that you see. And, um, you know, it just it takes you back. And it, I think it's a great way to memorialize uh, those victims in the day. And um, I mean, again, I, I, I can't say enough like how impactful it is. And I encourage everyone, you know, come out. We're talking here about the event on September 16th, but uh, if you're listening from afar, because, you know, we have far-reaching effects, Allie we do. and I, you know, we're nationwide <laughs> now, um, there's probably a Tunnel to Tower event within an hour or two of where you are, and uh, look that up, mm-hmm. go be a part of that event, um, you know, give to this awesome cause. Right. We'll have all of the links in our uh, episode notes so you can get the information, right. but if we want to help If people felt so inclined, they can donate as well, right? Absolutely. Um you know, one of the important things to know when you support a charity is where's your money going? Yep. Yeah. You know, we talked about these programs, but what I think is one of the most amazing things about the foundation is that every dollar donated, more than 95 cents of that is going directly to these programs. That's awesome. So they're not paying a CEO millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. They're not having, you know, a lot of money in advertising. Mm-hmm. The, your money is going to the ground to support these programs. Um you are absolutely able to donate. In fact, they have a campaign where they ask people to donate $11 a month. Mm-hmm. $11. I mean, it, n- sure. most most people will not miss $11. Right. But that is what has allowed these programs to expand for them to continue helping more families. Um, you can go online to t2t.org. Uh, that's T, the number two, T.org. And you can donate there. You can find a list of events from around the country. Uh, you know, they have events all year long, but mm-hmm. obviously most of them are concentrated around September 11th. Sure. So the next couple months, sure. uh, there will be a lot of events. Check it out and uh, go out and, and see what we're all about. Yeah. I mean, you will not be disappointed. And like I said, you know, spread the word. Um, bring kids, let them see what it's about. I think it's a great way to keep the memory alive and to never forget. Awesome. Awesome. Leslie, thanks for coming by again. We appreciate it. Looking forward to the event on September 16th, and we'll be talking to you all soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at OxfordPhysicalTherapy.com, and you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, 
where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms, and until next time, keep it moving!